0: Welcome to Plug and Pay, a talk show where we invite interesting payroll professionals from all around the world to talk with us about interesting topics that shape today's payroll industry. Um, We release new episodes every couple weeks, and you can find those episodes on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, or on LinkedIn. So for today's episode, I'm very excited to have Rob Faulkner with me. Rob is Head of Global Payroll at Mercury Engineering and he has a tremendous amount of experience having worked in various different uh, roles, uh, payroll roles um, in a number of different multinational companies across a variety of industries ranging from social media to high-tech all the way to um, professional services. So Rob, fantastic to have you on the program today. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'd love to kick it off just getting a little bit of an intro about your background um, and the kind of roles you've um, you've held um, in your payroll career.
1: Sure. Hi, Mark. Thanks a lot for having me. Um, good to be here. Um, yeah, so payroll. Um, I've been in the industry now for 16 years, I believe it is now. Um, I think during that time, I've kind of been I've been fortunate enough to kind of have a very varied career in terms of uh, both company wise, but also kind of what side of the fence of payroll I'm on. So, I mean, I've i have been I've seen it from the provider side. I've seen it from the customer side um, and I've seen it in house. I've seen it out. So I kind of seen you name it. I've kind of seen it over the years. Um, which has really kind of rounded my my career and kind of given me a, a real insight into how, how the industry works um i managed to obtain a lot of contacts a lot of knowledge through that um and yeah at the minute i'm a company mercury engineering we're uh, i mean the, the majority of my i'd say the last 10 plus years has been multinational payroll i started mm-hmm. off kind of just looking at uk payroll then went on to ceridian um i'm sure everyone listening would know about um of a global provider and that kind of got me into the international payroll side of things and then after ceridian i've always kind of been on the customer side um on the outsource payroll side of things and uh worked for twitter credit Suisse along the way so yeah like i said very varied um very different challenges at each and that's kind of what's got me here today
0: so so as someone who's worked in the payroll industry for for a long time rob I'm curious in terms of your perspective of um, recurring challenges and friction points that you've kind of come across that typically then motivate an organization to say, we've got to change something, right?
1: Yeah, and I think when it comes to kind of global payroll, um, what companies often do is, I mean, often you find yourself in a situation where a company is growing at a fast rate. And all of a sudden, they've gone from operating in one country to operating in 10 countries before they really know what's happened. Um, And and the easy thing to do there is go, right, quick, we need to, we need a strategy, we need it quick, let's go and find a global provider that can just kind of look after everything, then we don't need to worry about it. And that will all kind of work in the background. Um, And one thing you find there is that, whilst that sounds great kind of in in thinking, um, it can often lead to kind of other issues along the way. And in my last two roles uh, i think i've been bought and they've been kind of newly created roles and the role has always kind of been both times it's been uh, this is the current strategy we've implemented this kind of two years ago this is how we currently work we want you to kind of come in see if you think it's working and if it's not and and, i mean both occasions it's kind of often been well maybe it's not really at its optimum um because there was that the decision was kind of made without payroll being involved almost okay. that, that decision to take that strategy is made without payroll being involved or without a global payroll manager in place because i mean it's still kind of a change in i mean i think that the role itself of global power manager is still kind of that's not kind of new to the market but i think you're seeing more and more of that kind of role be it being being introduced as companies are are now largely global companies so in that regard i think yeah it's kind of a We need to move fast we need to we just need to make sure that we do this and we're covered because the other big worry is obviously payroll you kind of the minimum expectation is 100 success you know it's kind of everyone has to be paid on time and if people aren't paid on time then no one's going to want to work so we need to get that sorted really quickly get that done then it's covered then we can leave it alone it would kind of run itself but what you've got kind of in the middle of all that is all these processes in place and things like that so I think getting your strategy right for, from day one and kind of finding out what right strategy is for you. And there are numerous ones out there that, again, companies may not be aware of um, and making sure you get that foundation in before you try to, I guess, try to run before you can walk is kind of the, the classic one that you see. Um, and that can often result in, and it's a complex process, right, Global Payroll. It's, it's not, I think a lot of people think payroll is very much click a button, and people get paid. Um, but what people don't see is what goes on in the background and how you kind of get to that stage of people being paid. So I think that's kind of the classic one: is companies feel like they have to rush into something and kind of end up with a with a model that doesn't really work. Uh huh. Yeah.
0: No, that's 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 interesting. And 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 I suppose um, just picking up on that. So you mentioned that you know sometimes there's decisions made or changes being introduced without payroll actually being immediately involved, and and then of course sometimes. These changes that are coming sort of from the inside, from payroll, right? Hey, we're we're kind of experiencing a challenge here. We want to uh, change. We want to transform. Um, and, and you've touched on this already a bit, but I'm, I'm curious on your perspective in terms of these different types of changes or drivers for changes. Um, any sort of experience with um, you know what 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 sort of the um, what the implications are? Whether those changes are kind of brought about and driven by payroll the payroll side of the house or other external things that are kind of coming into the payroll environment?
1: Yeah, I think I mean for, for change to occur, I mean typically it's 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 something is is not working right or something has gone wrong or something's continually to go wrong. You know, and that could be from the business side, that could be a, a number of different things. It could be could be cost, it could be again complexity, it could be poor customer service, it could be a number of things. And um, and again, that comes from two different sides. So from my side, for example, I might have a CFO come to me and say, hey, look, this is the current process is very expensive. We need to, the company want to drive down costs, the company want to do this. Do you think that's an option now? And I think in most cases, if I kind of went back there and said, hey, look, I know it's a bit expensive, but I think it's worth it. Everything's working really well. I don't think we should change. Things are very settled. And you think that would probably be enough to, to convince them to go okay well it, it, it's, it's a worthy expense right, but if you're if you're faced with that situation of you have a very expensive model and at the same time. On the payroll side things don't feel like they're working right either or there's poor customer service or you're, you're unhappy for whatever reason, then when those two things combine you then kind of have that big decision because it's not really straightforward it's not a straightforward process moving payroll providers or moving strategy or things like that there's a lot involved um and when you've got numerous countries at play it can be a very daunting a daunting prospect basically um so again you need kind of you need strong decision making in that and you need to kind of have a clear plan and and again this is such a huge project that you need to be sure that's where you want to go and you also need to make sure that what you're changing for is right and that you're moving something that is going to improve where you are now. So a lot of moving parts um, and obviously all this has to go on in the background whilst you're still running the day to day and you're still getting everyone paid on time and things like that. So it's it's a huge uptake and I think, um, yeah, it's it's the clear decision making process and, and making sure that your next move is the right one.
0: So in that transformation, as you said, I mean, it's complex undertaking, right? Yeah. Based on your experience, having gone through a number of different transformations in your career yeah. with different um, starting points and kind of different circumstances, um, are there any sort of critical success factors um, that that you think um, are important in order to make sure that that sort of transformation becomes a success?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I guess from a timeline timeline perspective, also, you're going to have, you'll, you'll be working backwards, I suppose. Um You'll have an end date with your current provider. You'll have a start date with your new provider, and you'll know exactly what you need to take off before you get to that end date and start with that new date. Whether it be parallel runs done, um, and again going backwards, contract signed. Um, but then before that, well, we need to find these new providers, things like that. So I think there's a real, there's many different elements of the timeline that need to be in place, um, and it, it's one step at a time. You can't just kind of skip to the end if that makes sense. It's, it's a project you can't really take any there's no, there's no corner cutting or anything like that. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, for identifying those providers that you want to work with is, is obviously huge. I mean, there's, no, the, again, the move needs to be the right move. So that, that's a huge milestone in terms of making sure that providers you pick are right, picking the right software. Um, and again, do you want to go with a, a global model where you're moving to one provider for all locations or do you want to split it out and go one for one? So 10 countries, 10 providers, or maybe 10 countries, seven providers, whatever it is. Yeah. But, so again, these are all decisions that kind of need to be made early on. And then you need to make sure that you're, you're, you're way ahead in terms of making sure that you're going to be ready to move on, on the day that you do turn over to new providers. So yeah, along the way, there's many different steps, many different things involved. Um, and that's why before you get into that, you need to kind of know where you need to be and when and 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 who you want to go with and how you want to do it. There's kind of you can't really get halfway through and go, hold on a minute. <laughs> this yeah, is, this is too much. Right. To turn back. Yeah, we hold yeah we'll go back to the old way. You know, it doesn't really work like that. It's kind of once you make that decision, that that's where you're headed and, and you yeah. need to make sure that you're, you're project all in. Management. Yeah. 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 And there's a lot of teams involved in that. You know, there's I mean legal are involved for obviously things like contracts, things like that, yeah. uh, internal security to make sure obviously your new providers kind of match up and again confidentiality things like that data gdpr everything's obviously hr needs to be on board with anything new as well so even though it's your team that is undertaking this project it's it involves a numerous teams have within, within within the organization um going as far as kind of your gl process and things like that so yeah it's that's that's something that you have to bear in mind before you go ahead and it, it's something that can't be taken lightly and and you need to make sure that what you're getting into where you're going is where you want to be going yeah so on Certainly that everyone else wants to go there as well in terms of everyone else's needs in the company are being met as well including people that look after the budgets including legal including hr so yeah you have to have all those moving parts kind of in the one direction mm.
0: now t- talking a bit more about going through that sort of change process and transformation um in your experience do Transformation projects in, in a payroll context fail
1: of often. Is that is that a real industry issue? Um, yeah, I guess it's how you would categorize fail. I guess I mean in terms of, like I said earlier, kind of once once you decide you're making that move, you're making it either way. Do you know what I mean? There is no kind of you, you never end up in kind of the middle of nowhere. But I guess the the measure of success, I think, is at the end of it, are you in a better place now than when you were when you started? Right. So that that's kind of like the whole. It's kind of the whole, the whole point of the of the project in the first place is to, to kind of improve that side of things. Um, yep. So I think there could be some failure in terms of when a company says, right, we're, we, don't, we don't like what we are now, and then they move to something that may be very similar or sounds better at the sales stage or maybe, but then when you come out of it, you're actually kind of saying, well, hold on a minute, what actually is different here? We've kind of gone through all that work, um, but are we actually better off? So I think, yeah, definitely there would be failures in there and they might not, like I said, they might not kind of be obvious in terms of you've tried to move and you haven't it's you've moved over but have you have you achieved those things that you set out to in the first place so yeah i, I definitely think there would be instances there uh, pretty often where companies do that and they kind of they move from one thing they almost sign up for the same thing again um, so yeah it's definitely a pitfall that i think would be, would be pretty common
0: so it looks like the grass is greener on the other other side you make a change but once you get there you just find out that
1: you know you're kind of back to square one yeah okay it's the same but different almost you know and i think that might be why maybe a lot of companies may hesitate to make such a big change again like i said it's such a big thing moving these providers that it's something you want to be doing on a yearly basis you know it's yeah year to do it for a start you know like it can take up to 12 months to, to, to implement these projects so no I think it's yeah it's definitely the grass is always green I can often often play a part and you, you just want to really avoid that at all costs where possible. Yeah that was
0: actually going to be one of my other questions is um, you know what, what why are companies if they're not kind of going through the transformation what's keeping them from going through that transformation and I think in a way you already you know, started answering that question, um, it's yeah. just it's just the, the size of the undertaking or or, or
1: what, what? Yeah, what? I think, and it's and obviously with these things as well, you sign up to contracts, something like that, and you'd have a certain contract length. So, I mean, there are probably times where you feel like you can't move um, right. even if you'd want to. But I do think there's probably a lot of instances out there where, where companies have just been too, not afraid, probably the wrong word, but too hesitant to actually make that move and kind of, Rock the boat as such because again, you're talking about paying people here, and what can happen is well, again, questions from maybe higher up in the organization. We will hold on a minute. Are we paying everyone on time? Yes. How are we get in there? Well, we don't really like how we get in there. That's one of the reasons we want to move. And the answer could be well, look, we are paying people on time, we're achieving that. Um, so therefore, let's stay where we are and not make that change. So, and again, budgets can be involved, like it's what you may be saving in the long term um, by moving. It might be an, it's an expensive uptake to start with in terms of implementations, things like that. So, again, there's a lot of moving parts involved. Um, and, yeah, I think those moving parts can often scare companies. And, and obviously, there's lots of companies out there that are happy with their offering, right? There's, I'm sure there's plenty out there that are happy with their provider and, yeah. and things are going well. I mean, I, I wouldn't say perfect. Nothing's ever, especially in today's, the way things work today. but. Yeah, I think for those guys that are unhappy, you probably still do have that percentage of companies that are still very wary about moving, mainly probably because of what I just said in terms of are you swapping one thing for the same thing? Um, and that all comes down to kind of doing your research and, and finding what's out there. And I do think that's why you're probably seeing a lot more global payroll manager roles these days, or kind of newly, like for example, my, my last two roles have been newly created roles at the time of taking them. And I think that's because companies are now understanding the importance of the payroll piece a bit more um, and realizing that they do need kind of experts in that area, rather than just making these decisions from a from a company point of view or from this works in the US, so therefore it must work everywhere else, kind of, again, that's something else you might have seen over, you might see over, over time. But yeah, I think there's just a lot more, re- not respect for it now, but there's kind of a lot more importance placed on it in terms of, of getting it right and having that, having the correct payroll strategy in place. Yeah just
0: picking up on what you just said Rob uh, one of the things that kind of struck me is um, you talked a bit about you know the motivation to change and, and I'm curious in terms of um, the motivation in my mind probably is quite can be quite different between someone who's actually in the payroll function responsible for making sure that payroll is executed properly and everyone gets paid well versus the executives team that kind of, you know, sits above and has a different view on how complicated our hard is. You said at the very beginning, and people sort of have this expectation that, oh, you know, it should just be push the button and everyone gets paid. Um, So in your experience, do you see, how do you reconcile that maybe in a way, or do you see sort of very different um, things that you need to drive that in terms of, um, hey, we want to make a transformation, and do you need to get different people to, you know, weigh in into that kind of decision process? Yeah,
1: I think a big part of that is communication in terms of communication with senior management. I mean, if you when, when these things when you decide to make that change or, or you decide that you want to make that change, the chances are that you've been considering that for a, for a period of time, right? You haven't just woke up one morning and said, right, let's, let's change our payroll strategy or our provider. That that's kind of something that would be there would have been reasons building up to that and there would have been kind of a time period where you've been considering it before you made that decision and i think on from my side i think it's all about communication in terms of communication to senior management now you may not have direct access to senior management but certainly through your own manager you would have that input and um i think yeah you have to make it very clear at that stage that look this isn't working you need to kind of get that across that you think the strategy at the moment is either not working or is not right. And you need to kind of be vocal and kind of have those reasons and give, a, not give examples. So I'm sure senior execs don't need kind of specific examples of why, but kind of, and how does it fit in with kind of where the business is going and, and kind of try and align it with the strategy of the business as a whole. Cause I mean, obviously no business wants poor relationships with any kind of provider or, yeah. you know, or expensive relationships or, relationships that just don't work so i think it's it's kind of about communication there and making sure that you're not approaching a decision maker on this one day i say look i want to do this and they say, well this is the first i've heard of it but you're telling me now that you've had six months of issues or you've had a year of issues and things like that so i think kind of making sure that you're vocal about it from day one um and and typically these things don't happen overnight because like i said you'll always be in a contract or there'll always be certain times or timing has to be right so that there's no reason why you can't be kind of laying the foundation for this change way ahead of time um and obviously a lot of that comes down to, to understanding from from senior management they might they might not be interested but i think a good senior management would be in terms of they'd be definitely willing to listen and kind of take that on board and 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 that's why you're there right that's kind of what your job is for is to kind of make sure that people know that as well so I think all in all, it's yeah, it's just about making sure that you're communicating upwards yeah. um, and making sure that the appropriate people are aware of the situation, and you're not just kind of going to them one day and saying, "Hey, we want to change." Say yes or no. You know, just kind of give as much evidence or or information as you can to make sure that you're prepared, that They have all the information in front of them and prepared to make that decision.
0: Yeah, no, that's excellent. Um, so, that last question on 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 this whole topic of transformation. Um, if you had to create a checklist, and maybe this helps to sort of just bring this all together because you, I think, touched on a lot of the, the points, but if you had to create sort of a checklist uh, for someone who embarks on this transformation journey, um, what would that look like?
1: Yeah, I think, I think point one would be kind of, where are you now? So what, what, what are your issues now? So there's a reason you want to move. What are those reasons? So list those down, and again, it could be poor customer service, it could be Price, uh, poor time management, whatever it is, kind of make sure the things that you the reason that you want to leave and kind of and then kind of write the checklist needs to be, well, what do we want to achieve? Where do we want to be at the end of this? I think that's that's very clear from from start and finish is well, this is where we're starting and where do we want to finish. And I guess number one is make sure that there are some differences there and that these are things that you've you 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 have have exhausted those options in terms of that's not something you could easily do with your current provider, for example. But once you have that. You need to identify your strategy again. How do we get to where we want to go? What does it involve? So again, if that's maybe your in-house, where we want to go external, okay. Well, uh, do we know? Do we do we know the providers in these locations if we want to take a payroll from internal to external or outsourced? Um, so I guess checklist two would be get that list of providers. Um, do you want me to stuff.
0: No, that's my executive producer. It's okay. She's just
1: just checking um, in on me. So yeah, on on your list, you kind of need to mark out each stage of the journey, how to get there, and on that again, it's going to be a big checklist, right? Because there's there's a lot there's a lot to be done. But I think kind of start with a vague checklist in terms of big wins, and then kind of dive deeper into those and how you get those small wins along the way. So how are you going to find those new providers? Um, do you, do you know any current providers? What software do you want to use? And kind of start and like I said, kind of start at the end and work your way back of what you need. Um, and certainly, and um, checklist-wise, you, you you also need a, a checklist of internal people that you need to work with along the way as well. Again, legal, internal security, finance, HR, and make sure that they're on board and kind of and set out what you're going to need from them over that period of time as well and kind of what do they want out of this project as well, you know, because, I mean, I'm sure if you went to any HR team, they would have some feedback for payroll about where they think the process or how they work can be improved. So... Just make sure that checklist is far up, I guess. I think there'll probably be too much to go into one by one. But um, And like I said, yeah, just make sure there's clear goals there. and Make sure you know what you want before you start because the danger is you're going to end up with exactly what you've already got <laughs> at the end of it.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's that's very sound advice. And it's a bit bit, bit of a tricky question because in a, in a format like this, obviously, as you yeah. said, a check, checklist um, for a project like this needs to be very... Uh, comprehensive but I think you hit, hit on a lot of good points I, I would add one point to that checklist is um, definitely make sure you talk to Rob Faulkner before you embark on a project like this because he's been through a lot of these kind of projects so um, that should be that should be maybe item number one on that checklist. Um, Thank you very much. We'll, we'll hand out your uh, cell phone number to people that uh, want to get <laughs> in touch do, with yeah. you. Um, so Rob just In finishing up here, what we'd like to do at the end of these these episodes is uh, what we call a lightning round. So what that is, is I'm going to ask you questions, a bunch of questions, and then I want you to answer as quickly as possible with the first thing that comes to mind, essentially. So we're going to start with uh, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up?
1: The cliche, footballer.
0: Footballer? Yeah. Oh, man. Nice. That he, I, I need to have you talk to my son. He's uh, he's big into football right now, and he that's what he wants to be. But maybe he'll end up in payroll. Yeah, there's look, there's, there's, there's in still payroll, hope right? for him. <laughs> or maybe not an
1: example of, uh, <laughs> exactly. Just of that. Um, exactly. Yeah, that was the
0: classic. Yeah. What are essential qualities for a
1: good payroll professional? Uh, organization, um, thick skin. Um, able to and um be willing to kind of i guess it's again this might not be a short answer sorry but i guess being willing to kind of be, be the team that goes unnoticed i guess again like you're not gonna you're not gonna get emails from everyone on payday saying thanks for paying me um so kind of be prepared to be that team that doesn't necessarily get all the recognition they deserve but um yeah that would be my the shortest answer i can give on that no i like that i think
0: i think Those all resonate with me. I think they're very true. The Unsung Heroes. The Unsung Heroes, exactly. Um, Lots of them out there. Uh, What music do you listen to when you crunch through your payroll numbers?
1: Well, I mean, if I'm being brutally honest, over the last two years during lockdown, (laughs) it's been Coco Melon uh, (laughs) shoving kids in front of the TV whilst you're trying to work. <laughs> so yeah, I'd love to say something cool there, but yeah, it's been nursery rhymes and cartoons nursery for the last few
0: years. I, I like it, that works That works too. Um, and uh, last one, if payroll were, were sport, what kind of sport would it be? Well,
1: wow. um, we'll go team sport if you want. Um, I'll go cricket. Cricket. Why cricket? Constantly getting things thrown at you and you've got to deal with them. Ah, I
0: like that. I like that. Yeah. I I, I was taking you for more like, I thought you were going to go more the rugby route. That's like, you know, bare sorry. knuckles. You just got to kind of plow through it. But uh, I like cricket. You get stuff thrown at yeah. you and you just got to, you got to bat it yeah. away. Yeah, you're,
1: you're just batting things away constantly.
0: Very good. Very good. Well, listen, um, you know, This this was fantastic. Um, Thanks again, Rob, for coming on to our show. Um, A lot of really insightful um, things that you shared with the the audience. So really appreciate your perspective. Um, No worries. Thanks a lot for having me. Yeah. So just just in wrapping up for for everyone, that's essentially it for today's episode. Um, These episodes will be posted on our YouTube channel, as I said at the beginning, on the LinkedIn channel. Uh, as well as on um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And uh, hopefully, if you enjoyed this episode, um, do give us a like, subscribe to the channel, so you make sure you get the next episodes as well, and uh, tune in again. So, thank you so much, and uh, talk to you soon.